Boogity, boogity, boogity. You're fine. Yeah. I don't know that, but sure. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. That's it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. We did the intro normally this time. Are you happy? Yes. Yes, we are happy. <laughs> we as in the, the, the royal we? No, the the listeners. They want they want structure. Yeah. Ah. They they need this. They, need they don't this like our improv, is what you're saying? Yeah. They they came in. They are expecting their news. They're expecting some gaming stuff. They're expecting maybe some laughs, maybe some gags, maybe a good time to forget about whatever it is they're trying to forget. It's either this or alcohol for them. We need to say, wow, wow, you're making judgment calls on our listeners. I'm not sure I like that. Hey, don't don't listener shame. It's fine. They can do what they need to do. Podcast or alcohol. That seems like a very binary choice. We're saving them from the bottle. (laughs) You and I, we're on a mission from God. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, I mean, okay. there you go. (laughs) See, what are you doing? Listener, put it away. Don't look at it. Okay, we we're your friends know. now. We, why do you do this to me? Why do you do this? <laughs> Am I supposed to keep you from the bottle as well? <laughs> you're heading me towards the bottle if you're not careful. Okay, um, so this episode is going to be a more loosey-goosey episode. We don't really have a specific talking oh. point or anything. This is no talking points. I mean, there's a couple talking points, okay. but this is another one of those who knows when this episode will come out no, episodes. No, this is a sausage. Don't it, don't reveal how it's made. It's it, just they'll get it when it get they get it and it's it's fine. Okay. All right. Whatever. Uh so this was totally recorded a couple days before you're listening to it. It's live right now. <laughs> yeah, like we're pumping this directly into your ear holes. You don't even know you're listening to it yet. Ear holes make sense, actually. Yeah, I mean, they do. I was like, I, I wanted to find fault with that, but I can't. Yeah. They're like, holes. They're, you got ears. All right. Yeah. Ear holes. Let's keep it at ear holes. <laughs> Don't just go with, we're pumping this into your holes. <laughs> this podcast should only be listened to audibly. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, actually. Oh, so there attack. is this thing. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to go on a tangent, but so there are like, Oh, God, why are we doing No, no, no. I'm like, going to stop you. I mean, this could work for those devices, too, you know? No, no, no. They stop, could totally... Stop, 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 stop. Hello. <laughs> You're welcome. We're not going down that direction. Please don't. Um. Okay, so we just finished playing a game. I actually sat Harvey Z down for about 15 minutes, and we played a game. It wasn't a very complicated game. No, I didn't really... Did you, like, trap me into what? doing something? Now I'm suddenly paranoid. What? what? Like, yes, we we played a game. Well, now we're going to talk about it. Okay. like, But I'm waiting for, like, oh, and the choices you made in that game <laughs> revealed something about you. Yeah, you're bad at insult. Yes. We played the game... <laughs> what was it? Oh, sir. Yeah, it's called Oh, Sir, the Insult Simulator. It's a very... It's like a couple bucks... Yeah. Uh, it's not a very expensive game. It's on the indie. PlayStation? Yeah, I played it on the PlayStation, but I think it's on PC and everything else too. Uh, it's just a, it's a cute little game. Yeah. You you can pick up you pick a person and 
you basically get into insult wars and have to make grammatically correct insults. And it appears that it's not the quality of the insult that matters, but it's the the length. Size. <laughs> size matters. It's not the quality. Yes. This is all about size. And it, it's just fun. Like, it's not a very complex game. No, after, like, the first round, I didn't know what I was doing. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, okay. But it took me, like, two rounds to realize then that, oh, it is just chaining words together. It is not, again, about quality. No. Fuck the quality not. of the insult. Yeah, no. that Insult doesn't have to make any sense. I think I said your hat was a conversation or something like that and as long as it made grammatical sense you got more <laughs> points for it than i did yeah yeah, yeah. versus you, you had you had a good one though what was it your your sister was born in your math teacher i still feel like that was a great <laughs> insult your sister was born in your math teacher <laughs> burn yeah but i i got i got a trophy for brexit because i i made i chained together an insult that included your country is not a part of Europe. <laughs> and they gave me a trophy for it. So The B word. The, the B word. So I, I, how did it feel to actually play a game? It was fun. Once? Like, I was surprised that we were not recording a podcast and we decided to play a game. But I like playing games, especially in a social setting. Like, mm -hmm. not playing alone, but I played a game with you. Right. And so, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's That is what gaming should be. And it was nice that it wasn't like crazy long or in-depth and it wasn't difficult to pick up. It was an easy to pick up game. Um, I asked a few questions and the first time I didn't really know what I was doing. And then, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like we could have played another time if we wanted to. We played like two matches. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it doesn't take very long. It's not. Yeah, and it's not super complicated. So I couldn't see us like maybe spending like an hour just sitting there doing nothing but right, like right. playing this game over and over and over. Yeah, at, at best, this is like a 10 to 15 minute YouTube video. Yeah. Like if we did like a let's play of it. I could totally see it being like a two hour or a 24 hour telethon that quickly escalated two hours to then 24. <laughs> but like, okay, if we're going to raise money for charity or something, we're, we're going to force ourselves to play this one and see if we can get like all the trophies or something without knowing what the trophies are. <laughs> I eh, Maybe. I, I got it on a whim because I think it was on sale for even less than it normally is. It was uh -huh. like less than 99 cents or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and I had extra money left in my PlayStation account. So I just was like, you know what? This looks like it could be fun to mess around with with a, another person. That's the thing. It doesn't seem like it would be a great game to play against the computer. Because then it literally breaks down into just, it is a math Kind yeah, of it, of just can you connect these chains of words? I definitely played through the campaign. <laughs> the the last campaign battle is against God, and oh. it's like as it's kind of Morgan Freeman as God. Uh -huh. Like it doesn't actually say that. I don't think. Maybe it did. I don't remember. But it's the Morgan Freeman is God stereotype at the very least. Uh -huh. And. He, he he has two health bars, so you have to, like... Defeat him twice. You have yeah. to insult him twice as much? Yeah. So okay. it, it's actually... It gets kind of difficult, because the, the last level, the AI starts specifically choosing things to screw with you sort of <laughs> thing. But in general, yeah, I wouldn't play the campaign over and over again <laughs> i did it once there it's were fun. some un or some locked characters though so i saw like yeah i think i don't i don't know how you unlock them like I, again it's not maybe you have to beat it with multiple characters maybe i don't know i don't Was i can't Lovecraft imagine an unlocked character i think lovecraft came... started with like a special character that you were able to start with okay 
I don't remember. Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft is one of the insults guy or guys that can give insults, and he has special, you know, Cthulhu-related <laughs> insults. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun little game. It's like it's a weird because it's not a a recommendation, but it's it, a thing we did, people. Yeah, <laughs> we did this. I, well, I'm not saying that, but it's not a negative review either. It's it not was, a negative review. It's so. We just talked about a game. Yeah. We're going to be neither positive nor negative. Although I will say it was fun. Sure. Go out and get okay, it. So Harvey Z recommended. Boom. You, you, oh, there you go. There Harvey go. Z's first recommendation for a game. I think I've recommended other stuff. XCOM. But this was the first you said Harvey Z recommended. Oh, yes. Now it's branded. Yeah. yeah. Harvey Z recommendations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Oh, sir. <laughs> out now. Very first game on your list. But bet you didn't expect that, huh? Oh, we're breaking all sorts of records here. Well, so why don't we just, on that line, what are some other Harvey Z recommended games? So I know I've mentioned before, we've talked a little bit about my love of XCOM. I know we've mentioned Diablo in the past. We've mentioned, uh, like I'm trying to think of, we, Toe Jam and we, Earl? Yeah, we, we briefly there's talked a whole, about Toe Jam and We Earl. briefly talked about it because there's a whole series of like YouTube videos of us oh, playing us Toe playing Jam and it, Earl. Yeah. So uh, one of the other games that I was thinking about that kind of came to mind Final Fantasy Tactics is another top 10, if not top 5, game for me. Really? And I know it's a weird game to like. Like, when I mention that I like Final Fantasy Tactics, I usually get shit odd for it. Or, like, they go, oh, are you, like, a Final Fantasy person? And they usually say, but Final Fantasy whatever is so much better. Wait, wait. Before we go any further, why do people shit on you for Final Fantasy Tactics? Because there are far better tactics games out there that's really interesting because final fantasy tactics to me has always been like one of the more well-regarded ones so my roommate it's my college roommate oh who a loves... specific shitter yes okay who right. i right. lived with for like three years so it was continuous shit from him <laughs> so but he plays a lot of tactical games which is one reason we got along and i've seen a lot more different types of tactics games um i've seen like the fire emblem series which isn't but games of that genre we both tend to like However, my personal favorite is Final Fantasy Tactics, which he shit on because he noted it's not a very difficult or strategic game. Um, he noted the storyline is there, but it's not really in depth. And he would always point to his various other games as like far better examples of different things. Like each, like he had multiple games that he liked as different ones. He played Tactics Ogre a lot. Right? He did. Yeah. He loved yeah. Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre is in the same vein as Final Fantasy, except it's definitely. Th- more on the strategic side where you mm-hmm. have to enjoy looking at stats and kind of the micromanagement of everything. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is a little more streamlined. And yes, you can definitely break the game mm-hmm. uh, in Final Fantasy Tactics uh, with the right... You like know, Professor Q, who I've mentioned before, I loaned him my copy of Final Fantasy Tactics. And so it comes... Part of it is there's a system in the game that is tied to astrology. Every character in the game has a birthday, including yourself. You tie in your birthday and it gives you whatever your astrological sign is. Yeah. That actually can influence how you match up against other like characters and other um, like people you fight in the game. Like even every like nameless minion that's in there in a random encounter has a birthday with an astrological sign. And thus you're better or weaker against him by like just a few points though. It's Or you might be more likely to score like a critical hit against certain types and you're weaker against certain types. But it is a 12, if yeah, 12 point astrological sign calendar. He sat down and mapped it out 
Professor Q style <laughs> to figure out. And when he attacked people, checking their birthdays to see which of his people would be able to fuck that person up the most efficiently. Holy crap. Like it was one where he showed me his little astral, like he printed out and made the sign chart and everything. And so it's the Zodiac signs, like all with the arrows and lines going to each other, who's weak and who's strong. And I was just like, I never even thought of it when I played the game and I'd beaten the game completely. It's just, oh crap, this guy's a little bit harder to kill or, oh, I didn't get my critical hit. But I never, the game was never about that. It was just, this is my team of guys. I picked the people who I liked storyline wise or who I had fun with. And then I played through the game with it that way because there was a lot of characters that you could customize and do different job classes. And so I would have the characters I liked be in that job class, not necessarily the people who stats wise were supposed to be built to be the mage or built to be the knight or such. But like, yes, you could play that game all the way down to its bare, like number crunching, like, because there was a, there's a job class in there called the calculator. Right. I I never played as the calculator because the calculator literally was a mage who could cast wizard spells, but would do things like if you cast this spell, it will hit every character who has like a certain birthday or a certain, like their stat points end with the number five or something like you could, you could figure out how to hit people efficiently with multiple spells. If you did the math for every character. I didn't want to play that. I just simply said, I got the calculator job class moving on. And I never <laughs> played as a calculator, although they had some good abilities. And so you wanted to get like, a th- but I hated playing with them because I would just be like, if I'm going to cast this fireball, it might blow up and hit my own guys. And I'm not going to sit here and calculate it out. I just need to cast it for experience at the front of the game. Everybody has enough life. We're just, here we go. And we spin the roulette wheel. And that's what my team would do to like gain experience. That with the sounds like a very Harvey Z way to play. Yeah, like, we just play. I don't with... like this, but I'm going to cast it anyway. Just and to... it might hit us, guys, but we're ready for this. We're just taking a handicap on this fight. Here we go. And then boom, 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 boom. Random math fireballs. Where I guess the calculator in-game is supposed to be like, uh, guys, so calculating this out, I'll be able to hit these. No, my calculator was like just <laughs> drunk all the time. <laughs> Fuck it. Everybody with a five in the last name is going to get blown up. There was a robot. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the robot had a five in its last name. It was something like your HP ended in a five or your, oh, if your birthday was in this one or it was, I didn't want to spend time doing math to figure out what would happen. Although if you played the calculator and you did the math, supposedly, yes, you could be a badass and like for a simple, like basic fire spell cost, like hit like eight people with it. See, I love Final Fantasy tactics and games like that because just of, how many different jobs there yeah. are and how like unique some of the abilities are. Mm-hmm. I like what's what what's God, what's his name? Mustadio. Mustadio. The the My gunner. Fam- yep. Yeah, I love him. He was an engineer who just walked around with a pistol yeah, and he specialized had, in like, like sniping these, people. Yeah, he had all these different shots he could pull yep. off. Um, and he could was... do other jobs and it was hilarious if you made like Mustadio a samurai or like a knight he would then use his sniping abilities with swords <laughs> so, which was so weird but you could be like because he had like snipe their legs to prevent them from moving or snipe them in their arm to prevent them from acting with a gun super efficient that's what you're supposed to do but I would have him do other jobs and so samurai you, Mustadio you pulls out his guy. katana and just chops him in the leg <laughs> to prevent him from moving <laughs> Just because I liked Mustadio as a character. I, he was one of my favorite people to play with in the game. Even And it, I would have to make him my healer usually because he could then healers could throw potions and use guns. So I could still use his snipe ability better. Right. 
one of the big deals about that game was that you could get cloud like there yep. was like a did really, you get him um it, I don't it know. was a I don't bitch remember. to get him. yeah it was like really complicated i had a you game get, guide that actually yeah you had, had to, it because was, you had to go through different levels you had to find certain like go to certain events at certain times, find the flower girl who gives you a flower, then go back all the way to like a place you visited in level two. And then a new place appears on the map, win that battle. And then you go to another one. It's a volcano map. And then you get cloud. And then you have to find his weapon in the game as well. Yeah. And that was at the very top of the volcano in this new uncovered volcano map. So you had to have a character then who could get to the top of the volcano in the little like map sequence, as well as, tolerate the volcano because they could either fly or had flying boots or something but they had to have move find item as well to pick up weapons from the map that's actually like why i really like this game was it's just a beautiful game when it came out and even now like it in like the way the game was designed was you had random battles or you had actual mission battles as well on like a square grid of like 20 by 20 or so but it was one of the first games where it wasn't all just flat terrain for me, it was, there was rocks, there was mountains and stuff, but the terrain got super high. And like, so they would have mountains, they would have houses. There was one fight that was on top of a dam, but like all within this 20 by 20 grid that all the action occurred in, but you could spin your controller around, look at it from different angles up and down. And people would sometimes go, Oh, the controls weren't that great. But like for me, some of it was just the happiest times playing that game was simply at times, just looking at the maps and like imagining about like, oh, the possibilities are, oh, this is a house where like the merchant probably lives and like we're having a ninja battle on top of it. <laughs> and like one of the first is like there's a canal that's going through the streets. These are just ordinary streets. And it's just this little block that this story action thing is happening. But I would make up far more into it just because it was like this is beautiful to look at. And one of the things they had was move find item where you had to walk around the map and certain spaces, specific spaces had items on them, usually on like cool locations, like the top of a chimney or this back alley on top of a box or at the top of a flaming volcano. Like if you went there with a character, you might find a rare item or something. That definitely sounds like a Harvey Z way to play this game. Because I don't think I ever used move find item. Really? Well, yeah. I never did, but I had a game guide that told me where the items were on uh, what maps. So if I wanted like the Buster Sword or this cloud, like legendary katana or something, I knew what map it was on. But part of the difficulty was then you had to take your guy to that specific location and it might be like next to all three like bad guys or it might be one guy's gonna have to the fight's all happening on the left side one guy's gonna have to trek over to the right side and climb the castle or like one took place on the top of a waterfall you had to get to the top meaning the rest of your party had to fight not win the map while somebody just is out there trekking trying <laughs> to get this one item indiana jones style <laughs> so you get the treasure hunter that you send to get the item yes. while the rest of the guys fight Eh, not bad did you um i assume you never played like the remaster remake version of it i think i tried to get into they made like was it a final fantasy tactics chronicle or crystal or something no okay so like they had bird people in it and i was just like eh, <laughs> this guy this wasn't my final fantasy Tactics. okay so there was first there was final fantasy tactics yeah then they did final fantasy tactics advance and Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2, which were on the GameCube and I think DS, respectively. Okay. Um, but those were completely different. different. Yeah. They, um, they re-released Final Fantasy Tactics for the PSP, called uh -huh. it Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. Uh-huh. And they did a lot of... 
how do I want to put this? Like they redid Edited? the dialogue, like uh-huh. made the stories make more sense. Yeah. You know, it got really, it, it was a better translation essentially. Yeah. It's supposed to be good. Like it's better overall. Like, like it's, mm-hmm. it's the game itself. What translation, everything is better. The problem is the way it was designed, all the battle animations, like spells and things like that had to be loaded in. So, like, if you used, like, a spell uh-huh. or, like, did a summon, it would, like, pause and the game would, like, take, like, 30 seconds to load in the spell of the animation. Really? And it was a real weird thing that they patched. But, so, I didn't have a PSP. Uh-huh. So, I got this thing called a PSTV. And what it is, it was a little small box, probably, like, three or four inches by uh-huh. three. And it worked with a PS3 controller, and you would just plug it into an HDMI slot on your TV, and it worked essentially like, you know, things like Fire Sticks or Chromecast or things like that, Uh except it only accessed the PlayStation Store, and you could download PSP games, and I think maybe PS Vita games, but... This almost sounds like a legal emulator. I mean, it it was... Sony released it as like an uh supposed alternative if you didn't want to get like the handheld mm-hmm. uh game you could play them on Did your it ever, TV. So it it would never need a need a console game or anything for itself. It just accesses other games. Yeah, it accesses the downloadable store. Okay. So literally I think I have 3 games on it. One of them was Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. One of them was the Tactics Ogre remake for oh. the PSP. I think it was Tactics Ogre. Let us cling, cling together. And then I clean. Th- oh, I misheard that. Let us clean together. <laughs> Let us clean together. <laughs> we must. It's spring cleaning in Ogre Town. Yeah. So my PS TV basically had two strategy games on it. I think like Patapon or something that mm-hmm. was PSP related. Because I didn't. I don't have a PSP or PS Vita, so mm-hmm. I never got to play any of the games. But everyone was like. These two remakes of these classic strategy games is a great way to play them. They're very good. And I was like, I've never played Tactics Ogre, and I'd love to play the remake. So mm-hmm. I got this TV So because I, I didn't really want anything else. Yeah. And so I don't even know where that thing is now. Like I I'm, I got about halfway through both games playing it. I got real tired of War of Lions. Tactics real... all the way through, right? Yeah, I, I've played Tactics all the way through mm-hmm. on the original PlayStation. Yeah. But I tried the War of the Lions, and the loading times just killed it. Okay, like it was. It is was, it because it was the PS TV, or it was just? It a... was, I think it happened on the PSP as well, and I, uh, and I don't know if they ever officially patched it. Mm-hmm. But e- regardless, I couldn't get an on. It would it would have to be an unofficial kind of emulated patch, yeah. and I wasn't messing around with my Setting stuff yeah. and things like that. Uh, but yeah. Here's another question, actually, on this route. So you mentioned, like, the Ogre ogre Tactics. Chrono Trigger. Yes. I've heard very good things about it. Yeah. Is it in that style? Is it No. A, what is Chrono Trigger? So Chrono Trigger... This so, is what right. system and... Yeah, so this, this... Chrono Trigger is the top of the T-Man recommended list. Like, you, you don't go any further than Chrono Trigger if you want to know... Like I can go all day on why Chrono Trigger is a great game. So for the person who then doesn't know anything but the title of the game, <laughs> what is Chrono Trigger? Okay, so 
Chrono Trigger is uh, an RPG that came out for the Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, it's an RPG more in the vein of fi- the Final Fantasies. So like the back in the day, side not side scroll, but like okay. not exactly, not exactly. So it was revolutionary at the time because there weren't random battles. Uh-huh. All the battles happened on the map that you were wandering around. It was still turn-based mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you watched the bar load up and then you could attack. And, and But, like, the enemies kind of moved around a little bit. They were all... Spr- it wasn't that kind of dissolve into a battle screen yeah. where you, like, fight side by side. And it's not, like, 2D or your character... Like, you were on, like, a 3D elements. map. Yeah. Um, there was minor tactical elements in that you had like combination attacks or like area of effect attacks where like if enemies were close to each other, you could uh-huh. use it on multiple. But it's not like you're, you could go behind a house or something for cover. No, no. Okay. You, you can't, the tactical elements, you can't move your characters. Like yeah. when the battle starts, they're in a fixed spot, but the enemies can sometimes wander around and like okay. depending on where they are, if they're grouped together. Uh, you can use attacks that hit everything. And some there are some attacks that just hit everyone no matter what. <laughs> that sort of thing. What made it so good then? Was it just a nostalgia? Probably not just... It's not it- just nostalgia. So, like I said, at the time it was revolutionary because it didn't... It stopped randomized battles, which were pretty much used in most RPGs at that time. <laughs> because um, it was easier to make a world map with nothing moving on it. And that yeah. way uh, you could just pick out and put in artwork for enemies things like that uh it was also it's very short like it i well short is not the right term but you can probably finish it in 20 hours okay which at the at for an rpg like now most jrpgs if you play them they clock in in like 80 to 100 hours like tactics i think i went over the clock the clock could no longer record me for like it was like 100 plus hours basically so it's it's a decent concise story it has (laughs) good characters uh the party stays small i think there's six characters plus a seventh you can get at the towards the end that's kind of like a secret character Mm-hmm. um also it was the, one of the first games to have new game plus uh so after you beat the game you could play the game again with all your powers that you've gotten again oh this guy is one that does this as well right i don't well, and so yeah. just to continue yeah. to finish this uh because the game has a big time travel element they built into the new game plus multiple endings so like the first time you play through the whole thing you know you get everything you get to the final boss you beat the final boss along the way you find out that the final boss has been there the whole time like he's like it's like a parasite that's within the world and Uh so when you play on the new game plus there are multiple times you can go and defeat the boss so you can like start the new game plus up and with one party member or i think two party members is the minimum you can j- go and fight him like immediately and your party members would be high enough level or only you get, the... it would be more of a challenge, but yeah, you, you would have a high, high enough level uh-huh. that you could fight him immediately and get a different ending based on like when you chose to fight him. So you could go through the game again and fight him multiple different places. And each time you would get a new ending, uh-huh. like one ending, uh, there was a joke. I don't remember how exactly we got it, but there's a joke ending where the two female par- or the three female party members 
kind of rate all the men of the game like they just like walk past and they're like you know like uh-huh. give them ratings and things like that it's, it's random different uh-huh. stuff like that and so for me that when i was a kid playing that it was just a lot of content but also not content that it didn't feel hard to do to get yeah because you beat it once and that was still like oh yeah you beat it but then bonus content extra. right exactly okay is there more than one chrono trigger like did they make sequels to it or are so they, not they as... made another game called chrono cross which is technically a sequel but didn't keep any of the same systems uh-huh. and it's just it's a different game some people like that one more they're wrong <laughs> uh it also has good music. Like both Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross have great music, so that's another thing. Like I'm a big okay. music yeah. person in my games. Uh and so it has some of my favorite melodies and things like that. Interesting. Yeah, it was always like people highly talked about including my roommate Chrono Trigger was a popular game and I just never never had it. So it was on the Super Nintendo. So okay. Cool. I might check that one out at some point. Uh, yeah, are they it's on Steam now. Okay. And I believe like it started off terrible, but Square Enix patched a bunch of stuff and updated it. So it actually is a pretty good rendition of it now that's on mm-hmm. Steam. Um, there's also a DS version, which I have. I think my one regret is that I don't actually have an original Super Nintendo cartridge of this game. Uh, um, <laughs> for like collectibles purposes? Yeah, you for, don't really... for, yeah, for collectibles purposes. Like I remember, I think one of my biggest regrets is... I think I was like 20 and I went into a used game store and I saw a copy of the game like in the box. Like it was selling for $80. Okay. That's... And, and I mean, it was a used copy that had the box and everything with it and manual and it was yeah. the original cartridge. And I, at the time I was 20 no and disposable I didn't, income. I did not enough income to drop $80 on a game, even though I really wanted it because yeah. it was my favorite game. And now, like, you can't, like... You can't find it? I can't find it, or it's way more expensive than that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, I can I have my DS version that I can play, which is good, because that's most of the time, if I ever feel like replaying it, I pull out the DS version. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten the Steam version, because, I don't know. I, I have a copy of you it. I don't it. need you don't another need copy to. of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the game... I always go back to. I usually replay it. Uh, that's also if it's twenty hours. That's not bad. I mean, you could go back to it. Like I've gone back to Final Fantasy Tactics. But again, hundred plus hours. I don't think I've beaten it since the first time. I've definitely played it two different times, like through just different things I'm doing. But part of it was just like I love this the aesthetics of the game. I think now the graphics, yeah, it's old or outdated and such. But at that time, I was just like, this is amazing i don't know i think i still think it looks pretty good the grid the shapes all yeah of it. like yeah. the sprites and everything mm-hmm. i think it i think it has a it holds unique up to enough me. yeah style that it's it's not like a uh like final the original final fantasy 7 that's mm-hmm. like that blocky kind of 3d-ness yeah. that was the original polygons for the ps1 when they went to 3d there was a game i was going to recommend not recommend to you like back when you were doing like twitch kind of stuff like there's a game where i would watch you play this game is what i would want to do okay well, i can't remember the name of it though it's called like it's not brawlhalla 
It's the it's the Jack Black rock and roll game. Oh, Brutal Legend? Brutal Legend. <laughs> brutal Legend? See, I got you covered. Yeah, I, I like, got the that name. That game was probably of recent games. I know it's been a while, but like of recent games, one of my favorite flawed, very flawed, but favorite games to play just on a personal like aesthetic level such a fun game to play and okay. to watch so i will i will tell you this now i have played brutal legend and i think you know exactly what i'm going to tell you is that i played it up to a certain point and then at a certain point the gameplay style changed yes yes and that turned into a game that i didn't like and so i ended up stopping I was because say, I don't, I don't which like which point because it does it like two or three times when it turns into an RTS. Yes, yeah, like the I, later I'm, RTS one or the middle RTS one. Even the middle RTS okay. one. Like I'm not an RTS person. RTS stands for real time strategy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so games like StarCraft, Command Warcraft, and Command and Conquer, yeah. Age of Mythology, where you're it's not a, it's not turn based, but it is like building resources, collecting resources, sending out troops to fight, kind of thing, yeah. which. Not what you would be expecting in the game Brutal Legends anywhere advertised or such where it's a rock and roll game where you're fighting through like the countryside and beating up things with a a single dude with an axe. And then, yes, in the middle and then at the end, it suddenly becomes a real time strategy game. There's a point where it turns into a racing game as well. Did you get into the (laughs) racing game portion? I don't remember that. I remember driving around, but I don't. No, no, no. Like a legit racing game. You had to beat a boss by racing. It was in the kiss maps. Oh, the Kiss geez. Worlds. Oh, man. No, I, I didn't Amazons. get to that. So, like, Brutal Legends, the, the complaints I had was, one, everybody hated the RTS. Not everybody. But most people I had heard didn't like it because of that reason, which was the RTS side. Like, again, a game that was not advertising this suddenly turned into a different game. And it, and here's the thing. is that It wasn't even, like, a good the intro and then it became an RTS or no, anything this like was that. Like, like, Halfway through, you were halfway through the game, invested in what was going on, yeah. and then suddenly we're going to change it up and make you do real time strategy instead. Yeah, it was it was unexpected, but I was like, all right, I'll fuck with this to see where this is going. And then it turned into a racing game for like a area of the map, and I was like, all right, now at this point, I'm just like, all right, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm invested in the story. I love the story. It's great storyline. What's happening next? And then, okay, and then at the end, at the final area, it's a little bit of everything, but it's an RTS mostly. And then it goes back to that single-person attack kind of mode. But it is super weird, that whole extra part. But the story, the aesthetic, the music of that game the was The music so was fun. really good. I did, like, everything you said, I did yeah. love. Like, the aesthetic, it was great. It was very Which metal. is why I was like, I would love to watch you play this game <laughs> rather than, like, me play through the RTS parts again. The other thing I've done is so people have put this up on like clips on YouTube and stuff where you could just watch all the cutscenes, which which tells you the whole story and with the music and everything intact, still quite good. And it's like that's actually what makes it like a I don't know if it's how long the cutscenes and stuff. It becomes like 30 minutes or something where they had like small intervals to tell the story. But like so you don't play through the game, but you can just watch the storyline of Brutal Legend. (laughs) So good. Yeah. I mean, it. That's why it's like a guilty pleasure game where I'm like, I know it's not a good game and I know there's going to be this awful, like rough part. And it's why a company you really like. But yeah, that's Brutal Legends. 
God. It was, was such a, a weird thing to have happen. Have there been other games where you played where you had such a dissonance where the game doesn't promote a certain style, plays through, and then becomes another game halfway through? Um, not really. <laughs> like that would it, like I was like, where? Really? Where? Okay, I'm collecting. Re- okay, I'm sending out. Tr- I, but my guy's a badass warrior who. Ha- okay, I guess I'm doing this stuff now. <laughs> the only nice thing is, yeah, it's there's at least two heavy RTS battles including the final one. But for the most part, the rest of the game doesn't play like that. Uh, at that point, I was just like, okay, Brutal Legends, you're just going to take me on journeys at this point. Because I was like, okay, they, they were with different like areas of the map and different themes. Like the, the Kiss Amazon, you meet the Amazons who are all dressed in like Kiss face paint. Sounds super weird if you don't know what this game is about. <laughs> but it was a thing. And on that map, you had to race their boss. And like it was through the, the whole map, you had to go around racing it and stuff, your car versus theirs. You probably didn't get to that part, but yeah. No, I definitely didn't get to that part, but okay. That's, yeah. It had also one of the most, like your ultimate finisher that if you, you collected it was the Led Zeppelin. The, oh, God. So there's different power moves and chords you play with your uh, your guitar because that's your, your weapon, axe. Of, your axe. And so you could play like certain sequences on your axe to do like fireball attacks or like shockwaves or stuff. The final one is the Led Zeppelin. You play the sequence. They don't call it the Led Zeppelin. It's a Zeppelin attack. A giant flaming zeppelin appears from the sky and slams down into the ground in front of you, <laughs> devastating the like the troops ahead of you, which from an RTS perspective does massive damage and such. But yeah, I just like the musical references <laughs> in the game. You know, it, it, see, that's the thing is that I liked everything about the game, which is why I was so disappointed when it changed Turned into a different into game. a game style that I don't like. Like I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, so we. We used to play Age of Mythology in college. Yeah. And I was bad at it. Like I, I was I was the whiny wimp who was always like, guys, we shouldn't attack each other until we get to like the third or fourth age. Uh, that way we're all kind of equal. As opposed to like we would play against Slim, who's a notorious rusher. Yeah. Because like, he played with the Vikings, who were they were the race that was designed to rush people early, and that's no, how they got an advantage. Yeah. So, like, anytime I played against that, or like StarCraft, if I played yeah. against Zerg, yeah. like, I, I take too long to get my. I'm not a good micromanager. I'm not fast mm-hmm. at that sort of thing. And so, if I ever played against a rusher, I would be dead. Yeah. I can't, I can't move that quickly like i liked epic battles where we've built up all of our super units and we're going to war and we're just clashing and oh who's gonna win at the end but that's not how these games are designed to be played especially if you watch like the korean matches and such or like the tournaments of like the people who play starcraft it becomes ridiculously like micromanaging and like knowing what seconds of like what troop can be how much what time you should build what thing at what time and it's just like, again, math. As soon as math came into this whole thing, I was just like, I'm done. I've watched people like try to teach like, oh, this is how you should play StarCraft and stuff. But then it takes away from my story elements of like, again, this is my colony of people. And they're just trying to build themselves up to survive against an alien horde. See, that's why I always like I liked it when we all played together against computers. Yeah. So, like we were all working together to like defeat the evil ones yeah so we'd have like slim who was actually really good at the game kind of carrying us until we could because he was he would be able to do the early defense stuff he would be able to stave off while we would build our super units and stuff which were just totally inefficient against someone who would rush you from the beginning yeah it was 
I miss those games. Those were fun games. And then you had the Age of Titans came out where you had... You had like your little pet Titan. Oh, that was so great to play. Yeah. We should play that again sometime. We should we should get Slim and Professor Q. And Did do... Professor Q ever play those games? Yeah, I think Professor okay. Q played that. Yeah. We I had... know we had, we had our... Our core group. The core group was me, you, Slim, and then the fourth... Rocco? I don't, I, I don't know. If we say his name three times, you think he'll come and curse us out? Oh, God. That's not <laughs> even... Well, there's, there was one. Fell off. It happens. Yeah. We, sometimes friends come and go. Yeah. There are certain people who don't mesh well with certain other people. I don't even need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's in the past. It's Whatever. in the past. We were young and stupid. Yeah. We're no right. longer friends. The one yeah, thing, this, we could the, get Slim back, though. What do, you, what do you mean? Slim hasn't gone anywhere. No, but I mean, maybe he might come onto the show and give yeah, his perspective. He, we he are kind might. of talking about, we, like... Currently, our setup is only for... RBZ. Yeah, so I, I'd have to I'd have to do some adjustments in terms of... I'm not sure how a three-person podcast would work with the equipment I have. That's true, but there are also, in the corporate world and such, RBZ sometimes has to be called away. Mm-hmm. Slim might be a potential... Slim might be Slim is one of the the potential uh, recruits I have in okay. case. Again, we're making sausage behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, this but is, yeah, this is sausage making right now. Uh, you may have already heard from Slim. Who knows? I don't think. So. Uh, well, we might have. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Um, He's definitely on the YouTube uh, stuff. Yep. yep. So definitely one of the core original Hell Diverinos. Yeah, he was. He was one of the Adios Hell Divers. Yes, and then Slim and Overbob or Underbob or. Bob. Again, Bob. inside jokes of like weird stuff. I mean, this isn't really an inside joke. This, if if you These go to my people. YouTube yeah. channel, uh, which there's links to through my website, Team Man Writes, uh, you can check out a bunch of Let's Play videos we've done. We did Hell Divers. We did Overcooked. Um, we've, we've done the aforementioned. Yeah. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl. You do Hitman a couple times. I've done Hitman. Hitman yeah, they, a couple times. There's a couple of like, that's the start, I think, of the Harvey Z storylines. Yeah. There's also Harvey Z and you, or T-Man, would play football Madden matches. Yeah, we had Madden matches. We've got, uh, we did Jackbox, so things like Drawful and Quiplash, things like that are on there. And like the prototypes of what became this podcast are kind of there with your... Uh, the the Tropicast. Tropica, the Tropicast was, it's great. It's just weird and... It is. It's. It's the tro- So the Tropicast was basically me playing Tropico Five while my four friends talked about pretty much anything all and sorts everything of shit. random stuff. Yeah, it was a really. It was real interesting. So it, was, it could have probably been its own podcast. Like it's just an hour and a half of talking. Mm-hmm. And while a game of Tropico, occasionally the old, you guys drop in and are like, hey, what's going on? What are you playing? Or what are you doing? Yeah. But other than that, it's just random conversation. Because like for the longest time, like Harvey Z's Get Rich Quick Skins, one of them was getting a podcast. And so I've always been kind of trying to figure out how to do it or nudge people to like create content, D&D podcasts, things like that. And it's just, it never happened. But Tropico was one where, oh, you're doing this YouTube stuff. You're kind of putting stuff out there. What if we did a long form one just to kind of see? And it was actually really cool when I left the country to like go to New Zealand for a while. 
it was nice to have that to kind of there were I have watched the Tropic cast all the way through and been like, oh, my friends are like 14 hours behind me in a time zone. I can watch the Tropic cast and like listen to the good times and stuff. So it was fun. It yeah. holds a special place. I know we don't really do more of that right now and because we have so much other stuff. Yeah, but. it's it's gotten hard to schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all like between editing for the podcast and I'm trying to do more writing, both my blog posts and other mm-hmm. writing. It's just it's hard to get the video editing into it. Like it's why I I don't really stream much anymore either. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to make it as a streamer, you have to be putting in the every work day, every almost, day. It and I just don't have the time. Like if I did streaming, it would that would basically be my life. Like I've seen streamers who have said stuff like, "Yeah, my girlfriend broke up with me because I've been spending forty hours a week online in and addition to my regular that, job." And yeah. you know, it's it's hard. It's you gotta make sacrifices if you want to do that. It's not. People... Is that what it takes to be a gamer? No, no. Oh God, no. But if you want to be a streamer, if you want to make money off of Twitch or mm-hmm. YouTube or things like that, you're putting. You've got to put a lot of effort into it. It's uh, like a full time job. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot of people view it as like, oh, you're just playing video games. You're so lucky. But you've got to be you've you've got to be on first of all. You're interacting with a chat constantly. Yeah. Um, you've got to be playing for four to six to eight hours. Like even I have to take breaks. You yeah. know, I like playing games, but it's very few games where I can just sit for hours at a time. And you have to talk through it and, and I ha- give yeah. commentary because just quietly playing a game, who's going to watch that? Exactly. Like. I can quietly enjoy a game. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Having constant talking. And on top of that, I just, my play style does not stream very well. Because uh. I'm one of those people that like, if the, the map says go this way, I go the opposite way and just like mm-hmm. check every corner to make sure I didn't miss a collectible. An ooh shiny player? I'm not really an ooh, sh- not exactly. Like you have to go and, but you're you're a collector. You have yeah, to. Yeah, I'm a collector and I'm an explorer. So like, I remember I would play games with friends, like co-op games, and they would get annoyed with me uh-huh. because they'd be pressing forward trying to like beat the enemies and finish. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, there might be a chest over in this corner. Hold on. We have on. to hit every wall. What if one's a secret door? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm more of an oh shit player. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, That's... like I just go in there and oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh oh, we survived, guys. We're good. Okay, next room. Oh yeah. shit, oh shit. <laughs> okay, okay. What if this happens? What do we do if we push this button? Didn't they say? So? I remember. What did they just push the button? Oh shit. Yeah, that's the the Hitman video we did with Harvey Z. Like, if you go to my YouTube channel. Please watch. I think it was the original The Z is Silent video. Yeah. Like, there I, was two of them, at least, that I that come to mind. The first one was you set up a mission for me to go through. Yeah, I, I set up a mission, and I told Harvey Z, all right, he would, who had never played a Hitman game yeah. before, I gave him the instructions and how to how the controls and things like that. And I think the, the results are spectacular. Yeah, yeah. He, Feel free to watch it. He, it is a highlight hilarious. on the channel. And then the other one was just, I think you left me alone and you guys went to get food. And so it became Harvey Z's Fireside Chats or something, where it's just what happens when it's one man, a microphone, and a video game. And he doesn't really care about the video game that much. So you start to hear stories. I believe that's Harvey Z assaults a child in Italy, basically. 
okay, did you really have to actually say it that way? Yeah, yeah it's probably. Harvey, it was self-defense, but you can't really say, like, Harvey Z protects himself from, like, an eight-year-old. That doesn't sound, like, very... But the, Yeah, I guess assaulting a child versus defending self from child, neither are good options. All right. Harvey Z versus a child? <laughs> you have to explain this now. Okay. G- give the, give the yeah, short version. I guess I have to also defend my name. Like, I don't go around assaulting children, despite what people think. Okay, all right. So just yes. quick... Quick and dirty, Harvey Z goes on a school trip with his friends to Italy, um, and we're checking out all the sites, we're doing everything, it's great, and I think we were in Rome at the time, going through the subway stations, and so there they had indigent kids, for lack of a better word, homeless kids, uh, I don't think gypsy would be the... No, uh, not gypsy. Yeah, but like these were kids who were basically pickpockets, though, but like, I didn't know that at the time. Um, so we all board to get on the train. Um, and what ends up happening is like, there's a kid, it's super packed on the train as the doors are closing. And there's a kid next to me. He's like eight years old or so. I was probably 16 years old at the time, maybe 17. I had a fanny pack because Hey, Harvey Z knows what's up. He had a fanny pack. (laughs) Fanny pack had the, like the passport, the visa, like all the money and everything was in there, but it was, it was on my fanny on my front. So I'm covered. And then I'm just waiting, just chilling out. And I see this kid like eyeing me or at least eyeing my fanny pack. He's looking down and I was like, okay, whatever. And then he bumps me because the train starts to move, bumps me. Okay. But then the second time he kind of bumps me and I'm watching him now out of the corner of my eye and he bumps me with one hand and he uses his other hand to slowly while he's doing the bump to unzip my, the fanny pack. And I see him do this. So I didn't think about it. I just punch him as hard as I could (laughs) in the shoulder. And then the rest of my class who was sitting like up in the front part of the train or standing up, they turn around and all they see is Harvey Z suddenly turns, yells (laughs) and punches an eight year old in the shoulder. And then this kid like jumps up and jumps out of the train as it's moving. Um, because the doors were still like closing at that time, jumps out, actually runs down and gets back on up, to the front of the train at the same so we were in the same car but i was in the back part of it and he was in the front but like everybody's like holy shit harvey z what are you doing and, I was, and then i had to defend myself to my classmates and they're like uh what and what as that was happening though that kid came back into another person in our class stuck his hand in his pocket just to grab his wallet um that guy said at least he told us his wallet was not there he turned down to the kid and was like hello that's not my wallet, son. And then the kid, like, again, stepped away and just, like, backed off. And then at the next, like, stop, like, ran out with, apparently there was a girl as well who was on the train. They ran off together, like an, like his older sister or handler or whoever. But then they were like, oh, okay, that kid did try to rob other people as well. Harvey, G was, Harvey Z was justified in, like, punching an eight-year-old. And, yeah, it was self-defense. To be fair, the first time he bumped me, that's fine. It happens. It's a crowded subway. But hes I saw he was eyeing and it was like everything. If I didn't, he would have gotten like, he could have had a visa. He could have had like all my stuff. Yeah. Protect yourself. Okay. All right. So yeah. just, I just wanted to get that out there because I didn't want this, yeah, Harvey Z. this podcast yeah. to end with Harvey Z assaults a child. All right, see you, everybody. All right, watch the channel to figure out why. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I should clear up my good name there. Yeah, that, that's something we need to actually yeah. explain. Harvey Z just protects himself from, you know, pickpockets.
That's what I should have said. Yes. I assaulted a pickpocketer. Yeah, that, that assault is still a rough word. No, you gotta use Harvey Z pre- defended, defended again. Pickpocket assaults is pickpocketing an assault? Something happened. I handled it. Done. <laughs> Harvey Z takes care of business. You're welcome. I think that's gonna be it, though. I think I think we, that's a good place to end on. You're I don't want to. I don't want to go into. Uh, yeah, we can we unless there's like some small topic or something that's out there, but I think that was a pretty Yeah, fair. I think that's a good place to stop. We'll we don't want to start something else cuz we might no, go on a another 50 minute tangent. show might not be a bad thing for people. Yeah, we we've been going over, we've been getting close like inching to yeah. longer and longer episodes and we're trying to keep it around an hour. So. Yeah, because we value your time too. You've got stuff to do, listeners. Yeah, we don't want we don't want to waste your time. We don't want to keep you here longer than you need to be here. Yeah. Um, so where can they find you, Harvey? At the Z is silent on Twitter. Nice. There's an A in there. There and is an you A. You can figure it out if you don't know by now. Um, you can find me at T Man Plays Games on Twitter. It's much easier to to find me, and from me, you can also find Harvey Z. That's uh, true. I I think I'm probably usually you're the main person I tweet at and like tell like, hey, check out this stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then I think we're both affiliated with the other. Yeah, there's a, the the Twitter handle for our podcast is at Make Me a Podcast. Uh, you can send us emails, questions, comments, concerns. Oh yeah, uh, if you at send... Make Me a Gamer Podcast at Gmail dot com. Make Me a Gamer Podcast at Gmail dot com. And then I think you mentioned, but why not again? Your oh the the blog site tmanwrites dot com has links to the Twitter, has links to my YouTube, has uh just links has my writing and all that Your good stuff in it using. um and that's yeah, a, a way you can also download this podcast i guess but if you're listening to this you, you probably figured out how yeah. yeah okay so yeah any final thoughts from the z nope just have a week no that's somebody else's shit can't do that <laughs> we can't like plagiarize stuff uh yeah, we've had that discussion already we can't we can't do plagiarism. Yeah, we're we're not plagiarisms. We we handle our business. We're we're not plagiarism. We're not plagiarisms. We handle our business. There we go. That's going to be our tagline from now on. No. 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 Making sausage. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Making sausage, definitely not our tagline. <laughs> Just two dudes, two mics, making sausage. Nope. Part of me is hoping that just, I know he's cracking up, but part of me is just like, this will never be heard. I hope. I really hope. Oh, no, no, no. This is definitely how this podcast ends. Okay, but hopefully there'll be another one. But with a sausage. (laughs) Take care.